right. Morning, Life Point Church. Man, I, I missed you all last week. I uh, was, was thankful to have the week to get away. Uh, Millie had a dance competition in Gatlinburg, which, you know, Gatlinburg is Gatlinburg. It's a very unique and interesting place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful uh, that I had that time away, but I miss you guys. I'm glad to be back. Uh, give a shout out to um, Kendall um, and Katie for coming down and, and hanging out with you all. Kendall did a great job. I love that dude. He's such an amazing, amazing guy, and I hope to get him here more in the future. So, Kendall, if you're watching, come on and hang back out. So, um, but yeah, I'm just so thankful to be here. Missed you guys. And, and today is obviously um, a unique day because, you know, 4th of July falls on a Sunday. And so that's, that's very interesting to me. And it's really had my brain like, like working in all kinds of different directions with just the state of everything that has transpired in our world over the past several years. And so it's just very unique. And, and you know, with today being 4th of July, you know, this national holiday in, in which people here in America celebrate independence and freedom, right? It, it's filled with songs, flags. We see some flag t-shirts in here right now, right on. Uh, Damon's shirt is my favorite so far. Uh, yeah, he's going to stand up. <laughs> Party on America. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's full of songs and, and flags and gatherings and, and cookouts and family reunions. And of course, it's already started, at least in my neighborhood, like three days ago, fireworks, right? That's what, that's what 4th of July kind of represents, what, what we think about. It's immediately what comes to our mind, but, but when I've been thinking about it, when we look at this holiday purely through the lens of true independence and true freedom, things get a little bit muddy. Things get a little bit complicated because honestly, freedom here in America is flawed. It's a flawed version of freedom, an imperfect version of freedom. At the time that the Declaration of Independence was adopted in, in 1776, not all people that were in America had independence. They weren't free. That didn't happen until some like 90 years later in 1865. And even still at that point in time, not all people had the same rights and privileges. And here it is again freedoms. And even here today, in 2021, not everyone has the same privileges, rights, and freedoms as even I do. This is the reality that we live in. This is why I say, which some people, you know, might be feeling like, ugh, just bear with me, hang with me, hang tight. The reality is, is our freedom here in America is flawed. It is not perfect. Yes, hear me clearly, I am incredibly thankful for the, the freedoms that we do have and for the people who fought for those freedoms. Specifically, I'm thankful for the fact that we all have gathered here today. We can sit here in this room with the freedom to worship without fear of being arrested, being beaten, or even being executed. That never came into any of your all's heads on your, in your minds on the way in this morning. We can even broadcast it live online. 
We are worshiping our God freely. That's amazing. I'm so incredibly thankful for that. I'm thankful for that and many of the other freedoms that we have here in America. But again, I have to acknowledge and understand that freedom here in America is still flawed. And hear me clearly, our freedom and our country is definitely not deserving of our worship. It's not. Because it's flawed. We gathered here this morning not to worship a country, but to worship the risen Savior, Jesus. That's why we're here. That's where our focus must remain. Yes, later today, I'm headed to a cookout, and I'm going to have a great time with my friends and my family, and, you know, we're going to be at the pool, we're going to grill out, and we're probably going to shoot off some fireworks. It's going to be awesome. But in reality, we are here to worship Jesus. When we talk about freedom, there's only one freedom that matters. There's only one freedom that is pure. One freedom that is true. One freedom that is perfect. And there's only one source of freedom that's worthy of all our worship. And all of our praise. I think you know where I'm going with this, right? I would hope. It's Jesus. True freedom is only found in Jesus. We have to understand this. We have to embrace this. That true, lasting, perfect, all-inclusive freedom can only be found in Jesus. And Jesus alone. There's nothing else that will ever measure up. Jesus is the source of true freedom. This is the only type of freedom to put on a pedestal. This is the only type of freedom that we should worship. Because of Jesus. And his finished and completed and perfect work on the cross. We can have true freedom. And we find the good news of of this freedom all throughout scripture. Like do a word search on the word freedom or free. You're going to find passage after passage after passage because we are truly free in Christ. It's the gospel message. We have been set free. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, Paul writes this. He said, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Jesus Christ has set you free. He has set you free. True freedom. You never have to go back into bondage ever again. Whatever that bondage is that's holding you back, you don't have to go there because you've been set free. You never have to carry that burden or that weight ever again. You're free. True freedom is only found in Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus himself said, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Because of Jesus and what he did for you, you can be free. 
And it's only found in him. And again, seriously, we find this all through scripture. I did my very best to try to wrap this all up into one message for today. And it's a challenge. So I should probably stop rambling and get to the points, right? But, but the reality is, is there are countless examples of our freedom that we have in Christ throughout the Bible. We see how freedom is received and how it applies to us and how it impacts our lives. And I just want to share a few of what I believe to be the most incredible things that we have been set free from through Jesus and because of Jesus and only through Jesus. The freedom that we have because of the mercy and the grace and the love of God in sending his son Jesus to die for us and to rise again for our freedom. The first thing that we find is that in Jesus, we have freedom from the law. And I've talked about this quite a bit. You all know how I feel about about this. Um, But the reason I feel this way and so passionate about this is because this is scriptural. This is why Jesus died and rose again so that we could be set free. We have freedom from the law. Now, I'm not talking about state and federal laws. So when you're speeding today, later today, or this week, and you get pulled over by a cop, and they say, hey, you know how fast you're going, you'd be like, officer, it's okay, Um, we we have freedom in Christ from the law. They're going to look at you, roll your eyes, and write you a fat ticket. And then you're going to be sitting in traffic court all pissed off at me if I don't further explain this. So let me better explain this. You have freedom from the law, and when I say the law, I'm talking about the Old Testament law. The law of Moses, right? You see, before Jesus hit the scene, the Jewish people had like, they were bound to this very strict set of rules. Like hundreds of these do's and don'ts. And you need to do this sacrifice, you need to do this and this. And all of these were requirements to being right with God. Right? To remaining pure and presentable and holy before God. This was the law. In a way, it was kind of this works-based way to salvation. Like it was we had to do some things and follow these rules to be made right with God. But you see, when Jesus stepped into the picture, he came and he fulfilled the law for you and for me. He was the completion of the law, and it set us free forever. Galatians, again, chapter 2, verse 16, Paul clearly presents this freedom Freedom from the law when he says, know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too, right, we too have to put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because the works of the law, no one will be justified. And then again in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, he writes, For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who believes. He has fulfilled it. He has completed it. He has set us free, provided us with freedom from the law. We are justified, forgiven, set free, made new, made presentable to God because of what Jesus did. And only because of what Jesus did. As I say all the time, right, it's Jesus plus nothing. Jesus plus nothing. Ephesians 2, 
um, 8 and 9, one of my favorite passages of Scripture says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, right? This is not of yourself. You didn't do anything to deserve this. This is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast about it. We can't boast of our freedom because we didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. It was freely given to us by Jesus. Jesus is our only freedom. And in him, we have freedom from the law. The second thing that we find is that in Jesus, we have freedom from sin and death. Now, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that as soon as you come into this relationship with Jesus, like you're immediately going to be perfect. Never sin again. I wish that was the case. But we are flawed people. It's only by the grace of God that we've been set free. But in that freedom, we have freedom from the power of sin and the ultimate consequence of sin, which is death. Romans 8, chapter 2, verses 1 through 2 tells us that it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but that right there gives me like incredible hope, incredible freedom. A sigh of relief. Relief. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, right, the Holy Spirit, set you free from the law of sin and death. No condemnation. Freedom. No judgment. Freedom, right? Because of Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit has set us free free from the power of sin. This means that you no longer have to carry around that guilt and that shame from your past, from what you did or who you hurt or how you acted. You don't have to carry that guilt and shame. You've been set free from it. It has no power over you. You've been forgiven. I love how David writes this in Psalms 103, 12. He said, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. I love that visual. Polar opposites. As far away from each other as they could possibly be from the east to the west. That's how God separates you from your sin. All sin. Past, present, future. Because of Jesus. You have freedom from sin. And as I said, you have freedom from the ultimate consequence of your sin. Which is death. Right? Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's kind of funny and sad. It's like one of the memory verses I learned as a little kid, like, first, like, that's, that's what, how my church rolled, right? Like, let me teach you a verse right off the bat. The wages of sin is death. But it's true. That's what we deserve. That's what we rightfully deserve because of our sin. But Jesus stepped in the picture, died, rose again, set us free from sin and from death. And finally, we see that in Jesus, we have freedom from strongholds. And I love this. We have freedom from strongholds. We have freedom from anything and everything that contradicts what God says about you. Freedom from anything and everything that that contradicts what God has planned for you 
or contradicts what God, the way that God says you are to live, you can have freedom from those things. Whether it be fear, right? Insecurity, doubt, worry, anger, addiction, guilt, shame, right? Feelings of being alone, laziness, whatever it may be, whatever that stronghold is in your life, you can have freedom from it. The reality is, is that he has already set you free from it before you even go into battle. He's given you everything that you need to fight that battle, to wage war. We just have to receive it and move forward in victory, knowing that we're free. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 5, says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You right now, whatever that stronghold is in your life, God has given you freedom from it. You just have to wage war with the weapons and the skill set and the abilities that he's given you. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but you have freedom. He sets you free from anything that holds you back, anything that binds you. He's given you freedom from every stronghold, from every chain, from anything and everything that holds you back. He sets you free through Jesus. And only through Jesus do we have true freedom. Again, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Far too many times I've run into Christians, Christ followers, right? Far too many times it's been true in my life where we claim and say that we have freedom in Christ, but we don't live like it. We have this incredible freedom, but we neglect it. We act as if we don't. So how do we stand firm and never, never let ourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery? How do we do that? Well, I think it's pretty simple in practice. Or in theory, harder in practice. As followers of Jesus who have been truly set free. I believe that we honor and we worship and celebrate God's gift of freedom by actually embracing it, right? Just actually embracing it. I think we do this by living in freedom every day. You and I, as followers of Jesus, we need to live in freedom every day. You have it. If you have that personal relationship with Jesus, you are set free, period, the end. You have true freedom. But will you live in it every day is the question. Galatians 5.13 straight up says, For you have been called to live, what? In freedom. As a Christ follower, that's your call. It's a gift. It's a privilege. You get to live in the ultimate 
true, authentic, real, perfect freedom that only comes in Jesus. So we need to live in freedom every single day. So what does that mean, right? What does that look like? Well, it's different for each person, I believe, based off where you're at and what you're working through, right? Maybe for you, it means that you need to stop trying to earn God's love every step of the way, constantly focusing on your works and your perfectionism and and consumed with this performance mentality, and you just need to stop and focus every day on your relationship with Jesus and receive his grace, his mercy, and his love. Maybe that's where you're at. Maybe for you, it's that you actually need to embrace and believe the fact that you've been set free from sin. You need to stop carrying around the guilt and the shame from your past. You need to release that to him. You need to say, God, you say that my sin is as far from the east as from the west. God, may I live that. May I believe that. Maybe for you, you need to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit and seek him and say, Holy Spirit, help me to resist this sin that I keep falling to over and over again. Give me the power to overcome it because I know I'm free. I know sin has no power over me. Help me to not let it. Or maybe for you, it's that you need to live every day understanding that death has truly lost its sting. Maybe for you, it's that you need to fight those strongholds in your life. Step in every single day and you say, you know what? I'm struggling with worry, doubt, fear, whatever it is. I have victory over it in Jesus. I don't have to let it consume my life. And you begin to battle. And you take every thought captive and you make it obedient to God. You pin it up against scripture. When you start feeling that you're worthless, you say, no, I'm a masterpiece. When I'm not good enough, God says, I got you. You're my child, and I use, choose to use you. Take every thought, make it cap, take it captive, and put it up to obedience to Scripture. Whatever it may be for you, I want to encourage you to live in freedom every day. Every single day, wake up, receive that freedom own it. Do you deserve it? No. But God gifted it to you through Jesus. So if you know him, if you have that personal relationship with him, you receive it. And as you do that, the final thing that I want to share with you is as you do that, understand that with freedom comes responsibility. I think that's something that's lost in our culture today. We want to spout out our freedom, right? And we weaponize it against other people. With freedom comes responsibility. With our freedom that we have in Christ comes responsibility. How you choose to utilize it and live it out truly matters. As the great Ben Parker said to Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Or better yet, how about we quote Jesus in Luke 12 when he said, when someone has been given much, much will be required of them. And I think it's pretty safe to say that the freedom that we have been given through Jesus, man, that's much. That's everything. 
Therefore, we are to be responsible with it. So you and I, we have to be responsible with our freedom as we live it out. If we live it out every day, we have to be responsible every day. I love what Paul goes on to say in the rest of verse 13 and on through verse 15. This is a passage of scripture that has really like, became new in my mind as I read it this week. It says this, he says, for you have been called to live in freedom, right? You've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But check this out. He says, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Basically, living in freedom every day not only includes all these amazing benefits to us, all these beautiful things that we are set free from, but in navigating our freedom responsibly and living it out every day, it should always include serving others. It should always include loving others. It should be the result of you living in freedom, service, serving others, loving others. You have to be responsible with your freedom. There's another great example of this in Acts chapter 16. And if you don't mind, I'm going to share the story, and I'm actually going to read this passage because I think it is so powerful. You see, this is where we find Paul and Silas being incredibly responsible with freedom at the detriment of themselves. See, here, this story we find in Acts 16, we find Paul and Silas, they were both locked up in prison. Right, basically what had happened is they were out, you know, kind of doing their thing, and, and there was this woman who was a slave, and, and she was possessed by this spirit, and she could tell the future. And so her, her owners basically used her to make money, and they were making tons of money off of her. And so at some point, Paul actually cast this spirit out of her. She could no longer tell the future. It was amazing. She was relieved. It was an incredible moment. For everyone except her owners. They were furious because they were no longer going to be able to make money off her. So what do they do? They drag Paul and Silas to the authorities, falsely accuse them. They get sentenced to being stripped, beaten, and then taken to prison in the innermost cell and shackled. That's where this story picks up. So check it out. Acts 16, verse 25, starting in verse 25. It says, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and other prisoners were listening. First off, side note, incredible. Falsely accused, beaten, stripped and beaten. That's not like just a little paddling. They were beat and then shackled and chained in prison, and they are praying and singing hymns. Powerful. It says, and suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. They were free. 
The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeons and found them trim- and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with them and with all who lived in his house. Even at the hour of night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. It's what a powerful, powerful story. A beautiful story. You see, they had miraculously been set free. Yet they chose to use their freedom responsibly. To serve and to love the prison guard. They didn't have to do that. Those doors flew open, chains fell off. They could have been like, thanks God, and just dipped. Gone. Free. But their freedom in Christ led them to do something that benefited not them, but that prison guard and his whole family. And because they chose to be responsible with their freedom, he and his whole family came to know Jesus as Savior. They were baptized. Their lives changed forever because they responsibly used their freedom. Not just with words did they share the gospel, but they lived it out right there in front of them because they knew that their freedom, true freedom, wasn't in those chains that were holding their hands their arms and those, those jail cell doors that were holding them back. But their freedom was found in Jesus. So none else, nothing else mattered. Ultimately, they were released the next day. So what about you? Let's turn this back to you. What are you worshiping? Truly worshiping? Right? What are you putting on the pedestal in your life? Better yet, where have you placed, truly placed, not just in words, but truly placed your faith and your trust? Is it in the things of this world? In your works? In your performance? In your good deeds? Right? In your achievement? In your financial security and success? In America? In its freedoms? Where you live? Where are you placing your faith and trust? Is it in the things of this world? Or are you placing your faith and trust in the perfect and finished work of Jesus? The perfect work that brings truth, lasting, perfect, inclusive freedom. Freedom from from sin and death. Freedom from the law, like from the performance trap. 
where we receive grace and mercy that we don't deserve, but it's a gift from God. Freedom from any stronghold that holds you back. Life point, if it's not solely placed in Jesus, I want to challenge you to truly seek him. Maybe you're here or you're watching and you've never really stepped into that relationship with Jesus for whatever reason. I want you to seek him. See, the reality is, is that he loves you so much that he wants to be in relationship with you. He sent his son to die, rise again, to set you free. He wants you to have true freedom, perfect freedom. He wants you to be whole again. He wants you to have that experience, to feel that love. Seek him. And if your faith and your trust truly is in him, right, in Jesus, and you've received that freedom, I want to challenge you to live from that freedom daily. I believe if you claim that freedom that we have in Jesus every single day and live out every day from that truth, your life will be drastically different. Drastically different. Because we're walking around with his freedom, with his power, his mercy, grace, and love, with his strength, his wisdom, with his discernment. That's the freedom that we have. And remember to be responsible with it. We've been given much. So I'm telling you, much is required. And I don't say that in a judgy way or a shaming way or in a fear way. It's just reality. Be responsible with the freedom that God has given you. Because again, we don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. But you've been given that freedom. It's such a beautiful gift. Be responsible with it. Don't take it for granted. It is for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Don't let yourselves be burdened by the yoke of slavery ever again. You are free. When you come into that relationship with Jesus, you are free. So live every second of every day from that freedom that you've been given through Jesus. And do so in a way that's not selfish, that's not self-seeking or self-honoring, right? Or arrogant. Got enough of that. But live in that freedom in such a way that always serves and loves others. And most importantly, always points back to the true source of that freedom. Your life should always point back to Jesus. This is what true freedom really looks like. This is the freedom that we have in Jesus. This is the freedom that's worthy of honor and praise and all worship. In Jesus, we have freedom. Let's pray. Jesus, we, we come to you today just humbled and thankful for the fact 
that you have truly set us free from all these things that we've talked about today. From sin, from death, from the law, from performance, from strongholds, from getting in our own way mentally. Jesus, we thank you for the freedom that we have. Again, as I've said, it's the freedom that we don't deserve that you freely pour out to us and on us, Jesus. We thank you. And may we as your children receive that freedom and worship you for it and honor you by living every second of our life in and through that freedom. Being responsible, being loving, serving, living in a way that glorifies and represents and points back to you. Jesus, may that be our prayer individually. May that be our prayer as a church, that we would let nothing distract us from being on mission and living and serving and loving in your freedom. May we not put anything on a pedestal above you, nothing. But maybe it may be, may it be all about you, worshiping you, loving others the way you love them, meeting needs the way you met needs, caring for those that need to be cared for, deserve to be cared for, sharing your gospel message of freedom to anyone and everyone, because it is for anyone and everyone. Jesus, we thank you for that. As we continue in a spirit of prayer today, Maybe you're here this morning or you're watching online, and again, what I just kind of mentioned, maybe that's you. You've never stepped over that line of faith. You've never come into this personal relationship with Jesus. If that's you, again, I want to challenge you to seek him. I'm not going to restate it all, but just understand that he loves you. Romans 10, 9 states, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the, from the dead, you'll be saved. Again, it's not about works. It's not about what you can do. And I'm thankful for that because if it was up to us and our works, I'd be in trouble. But it's by faith in Jesus. We are saved by grace through faith. And if that's you and you're ready to step over that line of faith, you can just call out to him wherever you're at. However he leads, you just confess that you have flaws, that you're not perfect, that you're in need of a Savior, and believe that He is the Son of God. He is who He said He is. He died and rose again for you. And you receive that true freedom that's going to come as a result. If that's where you're at, if you have questions, maybe you're not ready to step over that line of faith, but you have questions, hit us up in a direct message or come talk to me after the service. And I'd love to talk with you. But maybe you're here and you are a follower of Jesus, but you've been distracted by so many things. You've put so many different things above Jesus. It could be anything. Anything that takes priority in your life over your relationship with Jesus is a problem. Because he is the source of our freedom. He's the only one that's deserving of all glory, all worship, and all praise. 
So live from that freedom. Receive it. Put him back on that pedestal where he belongs, where he deserves to be. And walk responsibly in your freedom. Jesus, again, we love you. We thank you. Pray that you would move in the hearts of each person here and those that are watching online. Speak to us anything and everything that we need to hear, that you want us to hear in this, at this time and at this moment. And may we be responsive to you. May we hear your voice and act. Jesus, again, we thank you for dying for us, for taking on our guilt and our shame so that we could truly be free, truly be free. Jesus, we thank you. We worship you. We celebrate you. Thank you, Jesus. continue on with our worship through our tithes and our offerings. Here at LifePoint Church, there's a few different ways that you can give. Um, if you're here in person, you can give on your way out. Um, there's a basket with some envelopes out there. Um, feel free to drop that off. Or you can go to our website, the top right-hand corner is an online giving button. If you click it, it takes you to a safe and secure place where you can give. Or you could download our Church Center app and get plugged into that. It's a great way to stay informed, to stay connected. Um, with everything that's going on here at LifePoint Church. And it is probably, not probably, it is the easiest way to give. It's super smooth. So I encourage you to, to jump in on that if you're technologi technologically savvy. Maybe that's the word. Yeah, can't talk. But um, yeah, get in on that. But however you choose to give, we're just so thankful that you are being 
generous and faithful with giving back just a portion of what God has blessed you with. Um, and we're committed to continuing to use that to reach more people, to love more people, to care for more people, and truly to be the church. So we thank you for being in on that. Um, also, if you have any questions, comments, um, or if you want to get connected, again, you can fill out our digital connection card uh, by texting the word CONNECT to 502-236-9446. Get you linked up into our texting platform to where you can text back and forth with us, ask questions, be up to date. Um, on any information that's coming. Um, again, Church Center app's a great way to do that. Or you can reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. But we're just thankful that you're a part of LifePoint Church. We want to be here for you. We want to help you in any and every way that we can. So um, make sure you stay in connection with us. We'll be in connection with you. It'll be awesome. Um, just be on the head, uh, on the lookout. We're going to be announcing some, some more life groups starting up here, hopefully in the next month or two. Um, we're trying to get that all together, get that organized, get dates, calendars, and all that stuff. So we'll ho hopefully be launching at least two more groups. So stay um, in tune for that. It'll be awesome. So other than that, I love you all. Um, I've kept you here long enough. I know you're all ready to get to your cookouts and such. Um, so um, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Um, remember to continue to celebrate our true freedom in Jesus. And um, yeah, enjoy the day. Love you guys, and we will see you all next week. All right, thank you all so much for being here with us once again for LifePoint Online. If this is your first time here with us, thank you all so much for being here and hanging out with us and checking out LifePoint Church. If you'd like more information or if you have any questions, you can either drop a comment below or you can visit us on our website or any of our social media platforms. And if you have questions, just go ahead and ask and someone from our team will get back with you as soon as we possibly can. Also, if you want to continue to worship um, with your tithes and your offerings, or if you just simply want to give to LifePoint Church, you can head over to our website. It's lpc502.com. In the top right-hand corner is an online giving button. If you click it, it takes you to a safe and secure place where you can give. You can also begin to text to give by texting the amount that you want to give to the number 84321. But however you choose to give, we're just so thankful and humbled by the fact that you're on mission and that you're giving back just a portion of what it is that God has blessed you with. Again, thank you all so much for being here with us today. We hope that you'll join us in connecting and doing life online throughout the week. And until next Sunday, we'll see you later. Have a great one.